0: That's joinMIDI.com.
1: You're listening to Java Chats with Dr. Sandy, your personal brew of life with a teaspoon of medicine. And also, if you get a chance, take a look at my website with the links to the podcast. Thank you. And remember, real women, real life, real chats. Welcome back, ladies, and thank you for joining me for another edition of Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. Hope everyone is doing great today, and what a week it's been. Busy with work, the kids, the house, juggling so many things like we do, and how do we manage to get it all accomplished? Kudos to all of us. Do you hate it, though, when you misplace something and how frustrating that is? How about when you find something you never remembered having? Today, I actually found a coffee mug I had in college, and I can't believe I still have it, and it's not cracked. So what did I do? I brewed up a cup of hazelnut, one of my favorites. I'll be the first to admit, though, some days, despite all my efforts, I spent a bit of my day looking for stuff. I recently saw a meme that had Wonder Woman on it with a caption, in quotes, I wonder where my keys are, I wonder where my phone is, I wonder who's going to help me find these things. I chuckled reading this. And this is why I named this episode Wonder Woman. I wonder where my keys are. In April, I lost my keys and couldn't find them for days. I was a bit furloughed, so I wasn't going anywheres. But I remember feeling quite frustrated, and I enlisted everyone's help in the house, putting everyone on key alert. And in trying to find them, the keys that is, I decided to declutter their whole house. Yep, top to bottom, kids room, bedroom, kitchen, bathrooms, basement, and garage, and even clean the car. It took me a week, but it was done. Exhausting. But needless to say, after the second day, I found the keys in the laundry room. I guess I was going to go take my washer and dryer for a spin. I don't know why my keys ended up being there, but they did. And I usually hang them up on a key holder or by the door, but maybe I just forgot that day. Do any of you misplace your cell phone? Ugh, I hate this one. This one drives me absolutely crazy because I have to use another phone to call my phone and more often than not, it ends up being in my purse or having fallen between the car seat and the console. Assuming the battery is now dead, it can be found, but otherwise it's tricky and time-consuming. Someone should invent a friendly callback system where your phone knows that it's lost. Like, here I am, ha ha, Anyway, organization is quite a thing. I actually looked up the word the other day, and it means to have one's affairs in order. And no, it doesn't mean the romantic kind of affair, but rather the domestic kind. It means organizing the stuff we all accumulate over the years, the stuff, all the stuff. And how organized are we really in our homes, our relationships, our work? And on top of it, how organized are we to teach our kids to be organized? Being organized is not always easy. So before I embarked on my decluttering expedition, I looked up best practice methods to go about this project. And I first came upon the Marie Kondo method, which is if you hold up an object that you own and if it doesn't bring you joy, you throw it out. Yep. After reading that one, I threw out my pantyhose, bras, bills, my kids socks, my husband's all T-shirts, Brussels sprouts and the bathroom scale. All gone. Bye bye. In actuality, though, and all kidding aside, I do know people who love this method and it works very well for them. So kudos to them for adopting it. There are many other methods. So going about being organized means learning how to be organized about organization. It's tough. Where does one start? Another method which I call do you love it do you need it method is one that I have used with some success though this is a tricky one because I'm always thinking I'll go back to it and if I throw something out I may regret it later. But I've had to work past this and truly reason with myself like do I really need the stuff when was the last time I used it do I even remember where it was like the mug I found today. The one method I do tend to practice, though, is if I haven't used something in four to five years, out it goes. And if it doesn't fit out, that goes too. I used to save clothes thinking I would lose the weight if I needed to fit into them. But all that would do is end up cluttering the closet. But seriously, why is it important to keep organized? There are always two sides to the story, and many of you may identify with them. A study conducted at the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management found that a cluttered environment not only can help with efficiency, but also with creativity, and that people who are considered disorganized are more spontaneous and roll with the punches, so to speak. These traits may actually help them both in their personal and professional careers. Other studies have noted that disorganized people can stop what they're doing and enjoy their surroundings and be in the moment. Be more in tune with nature. So those are all pluses, right? There are many famous people who were or are self-proclaimed as being disorganized at times. And in noted in the book, The Joy of Being Disorganized by Pam Young, people such as Oprah Winfrey, Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps, movie director Steven Spielberg, and Einstein are on this list. So ladies, if you consider yourself disorganized, you certainly are in good company. But how did these people who consider themselves disorganized get to be so successful? The book smartly points out that these successful individuals surround themselves with other people who are organized and that they don't beat themselves up for being who they are. You know the saying, behind every successful person, there are many other people, right? And as we all know, running a home in many ways is not different than running a major corporation, just on a different scale. Additionally, these successful people apparently are very good at delegating, and that's a skill unto itself. One that we may often lack because we might think that we're the only ones that can do the job right. Sometimes I'm guilty of that. But how about the organized folks? I was reading that couples who have closet organizers are three times as likely to argue per month. Interesting, huh? So even organized people aren't perfect. And how about being annoyed when things are not kept neat or put away? This one gets to me especially because I just finished organizing the place. In terms of being very organized, these folks can also overstress about all the things they need to get done in order to complete their day. That's anxiety producing too. But I do believe the answer about organization lies somewhere in the middle for most people. I personally have become more in tune about being and staying organized because it has helped me decrease stress, think clear, and just enjoy my surroundings. A study from the Mayo Clinic concludes that clutter sometimes translates to the homeowner feeling more depressed with increased stress and anxiety, leading to increased cortisol levels, you know, the stress hormones, which can in turn lead to increase in blood glucose levels and can increase adrenaline. Another study in the Journal of Neuroscience found that clutter often means there's too much stimuli in your environment, which in turn can make it hard to focus and pay attention, thus affecting productivity. So what can we all do guilt-free to become a bit less of a mess? In addition to the methods I mentioned, there are others that might be useful. One of the things that has helped me with organization and decluttering projects is to start in one place, in one room. And then when I finish throwing out, repurposing, and cleaning that particular area out, I move on to the next. This gives me a sense of accomplishment. And if I need to do other things in my day, I always know where I left off and where to continue the next time I have time to organize. And my personal cardinal rule, when I get up in the morning, is to make the beds. This little task just makes my eyes focus better and I can get on to the next thing. I feel like I've accomplished something and when I return home at the end of the day, I feel less stress. I also find that I have a better night's sleep sleeping in a bed that's been made. The next thing, ladies, don't think you have to do it all in one day. Set time aside, plan it out, and chunk specific things that you want to accomplish on a particular day. Pressuring yourself into getting it all done just leads to self-deprecation. We do not need that. I'm a big list person, so I usually write a to-do list, whether it be on the fridge, the bulletin board, the Google Calendar, or a phone organizing app. It helps. And when you're done with a task, check it off, cross it out. It helps to visualize and it's a motivator to continue. Another tip, when shopping, make a list. If it's not on the list, don't buy it. Chances are you don't need it and can save money at the same time. Bringing things into the house you don't need creates clutter in the long run. One rule of thumb, one in, one out. I have done this with the kids' toys and in the process taught them about donation. Same with everyone's clothes, shoes that don't fit anymore. Also, make things easy, like don't hide the laundry basket in the back of the bedroom or bathroom closet. Let it be accessible, so when you open the door, there's more of a likelihood of the family members not missing aim for the basket. And and it's easier at laundry time. And consider folding the laundry or making it a family activity. Everyone that can fold laundry can do that and can put it away. Another one. Don't buy storage containers unless you have cleaned, decluttered, and purged first. Chances are you may not need as many storage containers as you thought you needed, and you probably have all the space you need. And I like this one. Declare the usual clutter spots in your home, like the dining room table, you know, clutter-free zones. Those spaces were not intended for clutter. Declutter these away, clutter-free, clutter-free zones. Take back the room re-own it. Instead, put a pretty vase full of flowers or a decorative piece on the center of the table. On a personal level, how about purse organization? Over the years, I have struggled with keeping my handbag organized. Aside from my wallet, I have several small makeup cases and small pouches that contain different things. For example, I have a case for makeup, another for meds such as my migraine medication, one for mask and hand sanitizer, another for sun and eyeglass case, and another that I call my tiny portable office that has my checkbook, a little notebook, pen, stamps, and an extra garage door opener. This has helped me find most things a lot quicker. The next tip, organize your undie and sock drawers. Chances are there are pairs in there you never knew you had. And in terms of the rest of the house, like the kitchen, keep the items you use most in plain sight. We don't want to spend 10 minutes looking for the same spice every day. Do you label things? I remember when my kids were younger. I had plastic draw bins and every bin was labeled, such as dinosaur Legos, blocks, puzzles, crayons. This helped me out a lot with three small children. And likewise, they also knew where things were. It's good to teach some of these skills to small kids, especially as they become of school age. I have only scratched the surface here and have given a few pointers as to how to stay on top of daily organization. Some of you may have your own tried and true methods that have worked over the years. But what happens when being organized is still hard? What happens when women may have diagnosed or undiagnosed attention deficit disorder, ADHD? And what are some of the signs and symptoms? And yes, just because girls and women may have less common, obvious symptoms than boys and men, they too can have ADHD. There are three types of ADHD, hyperactive, impulsive, and a combination of both. Boys tend to have the impulsive, hyperactive kind. Typically, boys with ADHD are characterized as being constantly in motion, fidgety, moody, and restless. Girls, on the other hand, can present more as being inattentive, difficulty paying attention, and difficulty staying organized. Girls may be labeled as, quote, spacey, chatty, messy, and and later be those women in the next cubicle at work with a very scattered desk or a, a stack of papers piled to the top. She may be your coworker who has a hard time concentrating and gets easily distracted by noises and needs to stay late to finish work because it is quiet. Or a friend who drifts off in conversation or one that talks more in conversations. She could also be that person who falls behind in paying the bills because she misplaces them. Many times in women there is a delay in diagnosis and it's not picked up into adulthood. These symptoms can be tough And they may manifest themselves in anxiety disorders, substance abuse, sleep disturbances, and depression. And I'm not saying that just because we may be disorganized at home or in the office that we all have ADHD. No, but some of us do. And some of our loved ones do as well. If you think you may have undiagnosed ADHD, speak to your doctor about it. There are a lot of resources that can help. You are not alone. There are various treatment options. Explore them. Treatment of ADHD, ADD in women may include interdisciplinary approach that includes medication, psychotherapy, coaching, and professional organizing. So, how about organization? This is such a big, big topic, especially as we try to navigate our homes, jobs, and so many responsibilities. And in doing so, I wanted to leave you with a few Jabba Bean tips. Tip number one, set up a family calendar in a visible place color-code different people's activities. They too have responsibilities in keeping organized. It's not all up to you. Tip number two, don't let the little things that you can accomplish today slip by you. Don't procrastinate. Do them. If not, they will be harder to do in the long run. Tip number three, learn to delegate. You're not the only one that lives there, and if you are, then space tasks out in a manageable way. Tip number four, Take time to organize your workspace at home office or the away office. This is your space, your thoughts, your work. Buy something pretty for your desk, a nice picture frame, a motivational saying. Don't wonder where things are. Rather, be that badass Wonder Woman instead. Tip number five, try to keep a tidy home. A piece of advice my mother gave me, clean on top of clean. If you make a habit of wiping down counters, throwing out trash, making beds, and sweeping the kitchen daily, the house will always look neat. It helps, rather than waiting till cleaning the house until it becomes a major project. And lastly, declutter and declutter. It will help you in the end, not only mentally, but you end up having less things to pick after and clean after as well. This has been a game changer for me. And I want to leave you with a motivational saying today. The winners in life are the ones who sincerely believe they can win every day. Give yourself permission to be a winner. Give yourself that edge to live your best potential. Overall, being organized can help and it is something we can all do as well as something we can pass on to our kids. Don't blame yourself. Don't berate yourself. Don't beat yourself down. Baby steps will get it done. And as we come to a close today, please, please, ladies, remember that all of you deserve calmness. You deserve peace in your life. Give yourself permission to declutter de-stress at your own guilt-free pace and be that badass Wonder Woman. What's your superpower today? So, a fact about hazelnut coffee. The calories in a cup of hazelnut coffee are no more than the usual cup, about five calories. The calories pile up when you add milk, sugar, and cream. But hazelnuts in and of themselves contain vitamin B6, phosphorus, potassium, and zinc. And may be good for your heart and bone health. So have a few hazelnuts too. Well, Jay Beans, thank you for tuning in today. And don't forget to check out my website, javachatswithdrsandy.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all with the same name. And email me at javachatswithdrsandy at gmail.com. I would love to hear your take on organization. As always, and until next time thank you for choosing java chats with dr sandy as your personal brew. real women real life real chats
0: every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in